0: This is a Crow's Nest Podcast. And welcome back to Titanic Talkline. I am Alexia, as usual, and I'm actually going to get right into this interview. But just really quickly, I want to please be sure to ask once again if you've been enjoying Titanic Talkline, and I really hope you have been. Please be sure to leave me a review on um, Apple Podcast or on Spotify. Um, as much as listening definitely helps, that's one of the best ways to help increase visibility for you know any podcast. In addition to sharing on social media, because things like reviews help push things further upwards into the algorithm. So it would be awesome if you could give me a review on your podcast platform of choice. And it would be even better if you listen to this amazing interview. Enjoy. Okay, thank you so much for joining me. Um, My guest today held out a fantastic line before we started recording. So I'm starting this off slightly mad, but she can make it up to me by um, introducing herself. So so I can fume quietly for a second.
1: my name is erica lonis i've loved the titanic since 1992 well Uh, i uh so library in elementary school uh you you remember how like you had to check out a book otherwise you might get in trouble okay well i'm horrible at decisions as i've already told you (laughs) and uh uh, I couldn't decide on a book, and at the very last second, I just grabbed something off the shelf so I wouldn't get yelled at, mm-hmm. and it was *Exploring the Titanic* by Dr. Robert Ballard, mm-hmm. and I was hooked. So that's me. Well, so I I haven't read that that
0: particular book yet. He's published a few other ones and updated versions, but I have about twelve books now that I have to read, and I'm 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 trying to prioritize the ones that come from people that I've talked to, just because <laughs> like. Okay, I should actually do that now. But um,
2: well, what was, was it about that?
0: What what was it about that book? like, sorry, I didn't mean to ask two questions for you. It was like number one, what was it like? Was it, it was was it made for kids? And number two, what was it about
1: it that you really liked? It is definitely geared toward children. Uh, it's oh. a lot of pictures, and I just found everything about it fascinating. The the size of the ship, the luxury. I would never seen anything like it. You know, my twelve year old mind was just blown. And yeah, it was, it was love at first sight.
0: Nice. How, so you found out about it in 1992. Were you then really excited when you started hearing about the movie coming out and that there's going to be a movie and all those things? Or were you one of those people that was like, no, just no. Uh,
1: I was more, they better do it right than anything. Um, I, I, I wanted the respect paid to the ship and i i think uh cameron did a pretty amazing job um the only thing that bothered me afterward was uh hearing all the girls around me jack and rose were definitely alive i know <laughs> but you know
2: that's a really high school cute brain delusion,
1: though <laughs> what that's a really cute delusion though yeah it, it was it was it was <laughs> maybe
0: i'm just I don't know. I think, I don't know how I knew. I think maybe I heard it discussed or something or whatever, but I already knew they weren't real before I watched the movie and it wasn't like a great spoiler to me. Again, I think it was just like something that was said maybe like doing an interview camera were like when creating the characters, you know, whatever, I don't even know what it was. I can't right. identify it. I knew they weren't real. So when I found out that people didn't know that that was more shocking to me.
1: What's <laughs> even more shocking is, uh, I saw a tweet that was like just circulating online. It was like today I learned that the Titanic was actually a real ship, and that's that's <laughs> that's pretty amazing to miss that fact. <laughs> I don't know.
0: It reminds me of the fact that some people <laughs> didn't know that narwhals are real. They think that they're fake. Oh, yeah.
1: <sighs> I don't know. I don't we
2: know. need. <laughs> I don't know
0: <laughs> Narwhals. That to be fair, if you described a narwhal to an alien while taking them on a tour of our planet, they'd probably be like, You're a liar.
1: They're what, the the unicorns of the ocean? Yes. Yes. With their twirly horns.
0: <laughs> I I guess I can kind of see how depending on your age. You may not have known the Titanic was a real ship, True. but I think that there was then ample opportunity to be rapidly made aware of that.
1: Yes, yes. A, a simple search will tell you pretty much everything you need to know. Um, now, yeah, this was pre-Google, but well, this was the age of Twitter, though. I mean, it, it was a tweet, so it was oh, pretty <laughs> <easy>. sorry. <laughs> I thought it was pretty you easy meant to it.
0: find out. I thought you meant this was someone in like ninety-eight.
1: No, no, no. This was a tweet that was I, I saw somebody had reposted it. Wow. Sweet. <laughs> People are fascinating.
0: They are. I mean myself included, but damn. Because well I I can uh No, I was about to say something, but I don't think that it's right. I'm going to say it anyway. I was going to say I can kind of see where people would think there was a little too much fantasy to it in the sense that like, you know, this, this this beautiful girls with this real bad guy and then this super sweet hottie just comes along, literally sacrifices his entire life for her well-being and sends her on her way. It's like, I can kind of see where if you didn't know that was a real ship, that would also further tilt you into the, this isn't real. This, this isn't real. That's it's fair. just adding an element of surreality to it. But I'm also making a very weird excuse that just popped into my head just to make an argument.
1: <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Is it? Well, that's like every fantasy novel ever written, like romance <laughs> fantasy novel ever written, right? I don't, I don't, I don't read know. those, but I assume so. Well, so
0: I wrote <laughs> a paper um, in college that I wish I had a copy of, though I uh, maybe I don't because I'm pretty sure the writing was <clears throat> not very good but I wrote a paper that broadly focused on why straight women love gay porn and gay romance. And I did a v- weird focus on um, the Japanese manga because I wanted to link it to bodice rippers. the That genre of fiction where it's just like this guy just loses, just flings you on the bed and tears your clothes off and just ravages you. And I was just like, I, it was interesting because it was something that was present in a lot of the Japanese manga. It was actually, there was a lot of those that were, it was just outright sexual assault. It wasn't even like halfway cute. There was one that I remember reading where, I'm going to try to condense this. It's going to sound like I'm making it up. The vocalist of a rock band hears a pop singer whistling a song. He's like, I like that song. And the pop singer's like, oh, you can have it. And then just wanders away. And this vocalist is pissed. He's like, how could he just throw away a song? I don't understand. It's just, I don't get it. So he sings it with his band and the pop singer responds by kidnapping him, bringing him back to his home and assaulting him for several days straight. And then they end up as a happy, loving couple. It's great. <laughs> so the long story short, the reason that I was was looking at the link between those two things, because they're both quite violent in their own way, where it's like this man does something very aggressive kidnaps you, or he just grabs you and throws you to the bed. I mean, one is definitely far more crazy than the other, but they're both very violent acts. They are sexually aggressive. And then they're melted by this person and they reform. And the reason that I found there to be a small link between the two is because often in these, um, sometimes in these Yaoi novels, they often tend to treat each other more like peers afterwards because they're both male there's sometimes a little imbalance but there is overall they're both men so there's this slight equality whereas in a lot of um traditional relationships and films the woman becomes then subservient that was a very long and condensed and strange (laughs) no worries But it kind of reminds me of what then happened in the 90s and the aughts with all those rom-coms where it was like, bad boy finds girl, who then changes everything about herself, mellows out bad boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was definitely a common theme. And I think that
0: then Titanic was a very interesting juxtaposition because it's not like the goal was to mellow out Cal. Right. It was... Like, no, you need to find someone who's not an abusive
1: dickhead. It was a strength in Rose. Exactly. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Not really. (laughs) I don't know why I did. I think it's just because that's such a trope.
0: (laughs) I can think of so many movies. Like, even ones that I haven't seen where I'm like, that follows it, like, what is it? How to lose a guy in ten days? Ten things I hate about you. Uh, she's all that. Um, I'm literally blanking out of the titles, but I can see them in my head. But <laughs> you know, it was just this thing where it was always like, oh, let me guess, she's gonna go through makeover and they're gonna take off her glasses.
1: There we go. <laughs> take off her glasses, put her, put makeup on her, and straighten her hair. And everything's yes. fine. Yeah, for a frosty <laughs> lid. <laughs>
0: Oh man. I wonder if they made Titan- like if they took the story of Titanic and remade it in that style of the rom com, it would be that exact same kind of deal. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, or would they do <sighs> that thing where they do um not that thing, would they keep it the same where like the guy gets the glow up? <laughs> Maybe. I don't even know how he got on this topic, but I have a feeling. I'm it was not my sure.
1: Fault. <laughs> uh, oh, So we were talking about exploring the Titanic when we rolled into this. <laughs> the book? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was getting it. I was getting it mixed up with the
0: with. I don't. I can't see the title of it because it's somewhere far behind me. But he does have a book that it, several, I'm sure, but one that is much more geared towards adults. So I don't actually know the one you're talking about.
1: Okay. Well, I will have He's to send it. you a link. Or something. Um, Okay, so basically, it's it's filled with a lot of pictures. The cover art is a Ken Marshall painting. Love him. Um, Yeah, I want all of his prints. (laughs) um, So my dad and I, I, I've shown you a picture of the model that we built, right? Yes, I have. have. Okay, so that's the book that we used because it had so many pictures to make that Mm -hmm. model. It was oh, completely cool. scratch built. You know, the the funnels were PVC pipe. The the railing was T-pins with carpet thread glued around and then painted with the top of the T-bin chopped off. Um, the anchor chains were uh, 25 cent necklaces from a like a little vending machine thing in the grocery store. That's cool. It was it was all very cool. It was remote control. How how big was it? <laughs> Uh, it's four feet. Long? hmm That's cool. Uh, it's remote control, but the two times we had it in larger bodies of water, it almost sank. So we just oh, wow. assumed it wasn't meant to be. And we docked it. Um, it's, it's now what? over my fireplace in my living room. That seems like a very <laughs> safe place for it to be. I hope so. Just
0: free-floating <laughs> in some water somewhere. No need uh, for a recreation. <laughs> right. How many models of Titanic do you think that there accidentally are
1: in the ocean? Because people had toys they wanted to play oh, with, and they lost it. Wow, that's <laughs> well. Given that the Titanic community is much bigger than I ever expected it to be, right? A lot. Um, I don't know that I can put a number on it, but oh, that was just a weird thought of mine. <laughs> <laughs> given how. Mine almost sank twice. Yeah, I'm going to say it's just... There, there's a lot out there. I've
0: been uh, a, <laughs> a pretty careful kid at the beach, but I've lost a sand toy in, in the waves before when I was just trying to clean them off. Oh, yeah, the o- was, yeah. Yeah.
1: The ocean's... It, it's vicious, honestly. a mind of its own.
0: Very much so. Also, we're visiting it, not the other way around. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know but yeah, the Titanic community is so much bigger than I thought it was. When did you get plugged into the sort of modern quote unquote, modern Titanic community?
1: Oh, uh, maybe six months ago, nine months ago. Um, yeah, I, I studied, studied her for years and then, you know, life took over. I, I grew up and had responsibilities and all that fun stuff. And, uh, uh, something sparked my, you know, sparked that old candle again, right. um, a little less than a year ago. And then I got on the the subreddit and then I found Facebook groups and, you know, and it is so much larger. I, I was kind of blown away by it. And then I see all the turmoil that goes on in some of that. And it's like, <laughs> then I started to step back and just kind of did my own thing again, but still studying
0: yeah, I, I have to admit I don't really pay attention. I think I unfollowed the groups on Facebook and then like when I think about them once in a while, I go like, check.
1: Yeah, they're they're a lot. Like I, I don't know Too why many. people can't just have like a an intelligent civil debate rather than just lashing out like, Oh, I know more than you do. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's dumb. So. And also
0: Yeah, and it just is like, why? What was the point of that? Because also, like I don't know why, but the way they redid the Facebook algorithm, it's hard enough for me to see my own friends' posts in order. Mm-hmm. The last thing I need is all eight hundred and twenty-nine posts from those groups floating around. Because then you still you don't see anything besides that. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's a lot. It is a lot. So the models. My dad and I actually built the Queen Mary too. Oh, really? I'll have to send you pictures of that. Um, Yeah, that's cool. She never actually made it into the water. Well, we did like a test float in the pool, but she was never completely finished out. Mm -hmm. Um, Cancer sucks. Uh, But it's beautiful. And he learned a lot from the Titanic. The Titanic was very top heavy, Mm -hmm. and we had to use weights in the bottom to to balance her out so she'd float and uh the queen he made he okay he was a body man uh for volkswagen so he knew his way around a package of fiberglass so he built the hall of the queen out of fiberglass Mm -hmm. and like the the decks are all styrofoam covered in in poster board that's like very intricately cut out Mm. And the portholes where they were drilled out and then tarred on the inside of the Titanic, the portholes on the Queen, he uh he took these really big sticker sheets that were like chrome and mm. a hole punch. And then he he would separate, like peel every one of those little tiny punched out holes and stick mm-hmm. them on. It was it was intense. That is intense.
0: Feeling stickers that aren't, like, in the position where they are meant to be cut out Mm -hmm.
1: is the worst. Yeah. And these were tiny. And he had, like, the biggest hands in the world. So. (laughs) I probably would
0: have given up and just started using glue on the back of the backing and been like, that's
1: how it's going. (laughs) But uh, my job was mostly the lifeboats for Hmm. both ships. And, um, yeah, I was twelve. Uh, but it's old enough to build a lifeboat, right? Uh, the ones on the Queen—it was awesome. He uh, the sticker sheets again. He took a black one and he, like, made the. Used that to make the tarp. Pictures Mm. would do it more justice, but then he would take carpet thread and like make it look like it was tied down. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. It was cool. I'll send you plenty of pictures
0: yeah 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 I'll definitely post a couple as the accompanying images for for this <clears throat> excuse me because that's really cool. I love what everyone like makes and creates. That's always fun to me and I it's funny to me when everyone's like my art's not that good. I'm like don't care. I didn't draw the Titanic. Let me tell you something about that. I didn't do it. It's <laughs> a lot of work. It, it is a lot of work. I know that for a fact. yeah, you did it a couple
1: times over. yeah. <laughs> Which is insane to me. <laughs> uh, I have so many plans of different paintings I want to do now. Um, mm-hmm. I've thought about taking the Titanic I've already done and then making a Britannic and an Olympic and just like having the Olympic big bold in the center and the Titanic and Britannic kind of ghosted out since the Olympic. yeah, Old reliable. She survived. Yeah. And then, the only uh, one that really really made it yep
0: yeah. so. all sorts of ideas so. mm. typical middle child and, and younger sibling needed all that attention <laughs> Olympics not going to overshadow me
1: <laughs> watch this right <sighs> you know I, I, I get why they scrapped her and that it made for a lot of jobs during very hard time and whatnot but i wish that they would yeah. have like the queen mary you know the hotel and the dog awesome right it would have been amazing yeah
0: i think that's one of those things that we're getting better at a retrospect where it's like now we take a lot more pictures too many yeah and um yeah. Well, you know, we're a little bit more about documenting it, and people are more interested in preserving. But I, th- there was a period in in sort of everyone's history where it was literally out with the old and with the new, oh, yeah. and it w- you didn't care. And like you pointed out, it was n- kind of not necessary. Well, it kind of was for jobs or whatever reason. But it is it's disappointing that there's ba- there is nothing left of the three. Right. Well, there
1: is the what is it White Swan Hotel.
0: I don't remember the name, but yeah, they have
1: the um, the dining room mm-hmm. from Olympic. Yes, and uh, uh, parts of the Grand Staircase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I've looked at pictures. Sure. So I'd love to see it in person.
0: Same. There's a bunch of places I want to go. I think maybe, I don't know, now that <laughs> COVID's getting worse again, I'm like... <laughs> wanted to travel but um i really want to go um <clears throat> excuse me to scotland ireland and the uk not just really like, i've never been so it would be awesome just to go but then see some of these places in person would be really really neat that would be yeah be. so that's what a friend of mine is doing
1: oh nice speaking of scotland random thought just popped into my head um so I think I've told you my next painting, I'm going to be painting the Delta Queen. Yes. Some of her decks were actually built in Scotland and then shipped Ooh. to California for assembly. And then she ended up here. Like as a kid, I would hear the uh, the organ coming down the river. So I'd jump on my bike and I'd go to where I had a good view and just watch her roll down the river. And it, was, it was amazing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't grow up near a river or anything, so no uh, boats to go by i'm right on the ohio so oh nice yeah, well i mean i guess much. i could go <laughs> i could go to the potomac river but i don't think a whole lot goes on down there oh i see the dog <laughs> oh gosh he never really comes into full view does he let me see <laughs> where'd you go oh i see a tail now. wagon <laughs> oh, yeah he's in his bed now oh It's funny. He's either very quiet during an interview or he really makes himself known. There's there's no 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 interesting. Exactly. Last time he last time towards the end of an interview, he was just whining for about five consecutive minutes. I felt so bad for the guest. I was like, Mark, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's not me. I'm not putting him up to this.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah, there he goes. Bye, Leo.
1: (laughs) I get it. I have three at home.
0: One
1: really whiny one one really barky one. <laughs> <laughs> and Rufus yeah. is pretty quiet. Oh, good boy, Rufus.
0: <laughs> our um our next-door neighbors had two dogs growing up, Buster and Rufus, and Rufus was so sweet and quiet and mellow. Aww. Buster was a black lab, so he was just excitable, but Rufus was just like a chill—he's the kind of golden retriever you'd see like on a farm, kind of
1: like. Aww. I'm used to
0: everything, and there's a lot of noise.
1: <laughs> so sweet. Our Rufus is a uh, Lhasa opso Oh. He's and he's Apollo's best friend. You know, Apollo being my Airedale, and then mm-hmm. uh, then we have Yoshi, who's like a black lab mix, and he's the whiny one. Because <laughs> he hears Apollo like I don't know if you've ever been around Airedales, but they're very talky. Like uh, uh, yeah. it's it's adorable. It's kind of like a husky, but more mellow. And I think uh, ever since, yeah, <laughs> okay. ever since uh, ever since we got Yoshi or, or got Apollo, Yoshi's started trying to talk. Nothing. it's like you. he's trying to, <laughs> and it, it just comes out as a whine, and it's, it's <laughs> kind of insane. But uh. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Airedales. I did not know that there were two Airedales on the Titanic when I got Apollo. Oh, enough. I didn't know that either. The only breed
0: I knew for sure two were the Frenchie, no, not the Frenchie, the Great Dane, and I think it, I don't remember the exact name of the small breeds, but I I know what they look like. The little... Right. Uh, there was a, what, one or
1: two Pomeranians.
0: Um, but the other one that, it's like a, a Japanese Chin No, I don't know. know. It's going to come to me in an hour
1: and I'm going to be mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm super impressed that people managed to keep two Pomeranians calm and quiet. Because I've met some Pomeranians and one of them was very quiet and cute. The other ones were very cute.
1: (laughs) Um, Let's see.
0: It seems like a Uh, lot of work to smuggle a Pomeranian out of an emergency.
1: You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see here. I'm going to look it up because I can't. Pekingese. Pekingese is the other tiny one. I knew
0: exactly Uh, what it looked like. If you showed me a lineup, I would have picked it up. I just didn't know what the heck it was called.
1: Right. Right. Uh, Let's see. What else? Two Airedales. One uh, was named Kitty and belonged to John Jacob Astor. Hmm. And the other one belonged to, was it William Carter? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I believe so. Um, yeah, William Carter. He also had a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel that was on board, too. And I, I read a sad story. Uh, Carter survived. Um, mm-hmm. And he knew Astor had an Airedale as well, so whenever Carter was going to get on the lifeboat. Apparently he handed the his leash. was
0: young by the he was a he was a kid, I think. Or a younger uh, man.
1: Uh a younger mm-hmm. man I would say. I can't remember yeah. for sure. But uh whenever he was leaving he handed apparently handed his leash of the Airedale over to Aster before mm-hmm. he got on the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. It just that breaks my heart to think about. Was, I know the sad eyes I get from Apollo when I just try to leave the room. So Oof. <laughs> i can't i can't fathom it
0: that's that's one of the things that i have not avoided bringing up on the podcast but just like i waited for someone else to bring it up because it is a bit of a downer topic to talk about the dogs it it is i remember somebody asked me for like a fun fact about the titanic and i was like three dogs survived and then they decided to ask the following question well how many were there total Uh, (laughs) 12 it's like don't ask questions you didn't want the answer not not that it's a sad thing i mean not that it's a bad fact or anything but it's just like it
1: yeah nobody wants to hear about that dogs
0: precisely i mean a lot of people a lot of people died and there you know there's a lot of casualty there was a lot of loss of life including including the animal lives that were on board right
1: i do have uh, a story i i it's never been verified. It's it's something I saw online. And mm-hmm. I like to think it's true. But uh, it was that Murdoch had his dog on board, who was a Newfoundland.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, they're built for the cold, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, the story goes that the Newfoundland was swimming around in the water the whole freaking time. And uh, whenever the Carpathia was loading up lifeboats they didn't see one but then the the newfoundland started barking mm-hmm. and it alerted uh captain that there was still somebody out there and they uh brought the dog on board too and that one of the officers of the carpathia adopted that dog and he lived out of his days in scotland huh. i think uh his name was supposed to be rigel i think let's see it's it's kind of
0: Newfoundland dog survive the Titanic. Huh. Uh inconclusive. I don't know. But <laughs> I think my it's not a great it's not a f- happy story, but like my favorite story is of Anne Elizabeth Isham. Um that again that's is one where there's a bit anecdotal. But she had her Great Dane on board and refused to leave yes. without it, and they say they found a woman clutching her dog. Which right, I
1: feel uh, like would be
2: me.
1: Same, um, and actually, there's stories of uh, the ships that went through after seeing her mm-hmm. floating. And uh, uh, I wasn't going to go there because that's a sad one, but uh,
0: it's a sad one. But it's it's it, it's kind of like Hachiko happy, in that it's
1: like very bittersweet
0: yes there we go
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i uh i sent you a link to the like to a thing about rigel um yeah I, I i looked it up um
0: over here as well and i have the wiki open but i don't necessarily it doesn't seem like there's yeah this is this story has a lot of skepticism
1: right right yes yeah, so like I, I said i like to think it's true because that's that's a uh, kind of a beautiful story
0: but, it is i don't I don't know that it's true, though. <laughs> I know. It's only because, um, I don't know. I I talked to Dan Parks about uh, Murdoch and everything, so it was just okay. one of those things where I'm like, I don't think so. Mostly just because, as a, I, I think, just as a crewman and knowing how much time you don't have. right. It feels like kind of a weird thing to bring your dog to unless you can literally bring him everywhere with you You can bring him to the bridge, you can bring him here, you can bring him there, you can literally bring him everywhere. Otherwise, what are those like eight, nine, 10 hour shifts or some shit? Uh, Oh, a lot. (laughs) That's a long time for a dog to be alone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, the passengers weren't working, you can do whatever you want, but right. Maybe this is just me hoping he was a smart enough dog owner to be like, perhaps Rigel would not be happy on a ship alone for extended
1: periods of time, <laughs> and I should leave him here, because the officer's quarters suck. Uh, I would I assume no he'd be in the kennel, though, but then he would have been on the books, I imagine.
0: Yeah. So, I think.
1: Yeah, you're right, say. just because I had an official log. But
0: I recently found out there was a difference between the cargo log and the cargo manifest. Um, so what they recovered was the cargo log? which I think it's different from the Cargo Manifest. And my best guess is that the, I don't know which is which, but that one of them was a list of everything that people sort of maybe quote unquote pre-registered where they were like, maybe the guy with, oh. with the cars where they were like, I'm going to be bringing my car with me where it's like, you need to make accommodations for a freaking car. It's that slightly different. William and,
1: Carter, by the way. Right.
0: But it's, <laughs> well, there was, there may have been more than one car in the Titanic anywho, but yeah. it doesn't, Right. But it's like if you're bringing something that was quite large, or if you knew you were bringing something that needed to be stored, maybe you would register it possibly ahead of time. And maybe the other one was what actually showed up the day of be put in the cargo hold. Because right. the day of it was probably also like, ma'am, you have 79 trunks and only 10 will fit in your room. The rest have to go somewhere. <laughs> so that is Fair. my personal guess and assumption based on not looking anything up or asking any questions. <laughs> oh but the reason sorry i brought that up because the thing that was the thing that was found was whichever one would have maybe been beforehand is my guess but the one that was like maybe the up-to-date date date of one was never recovered went down the ship okay so that one may have been the complete list of everything that was on there again i looked nothing up (laughs) it makes sense yay (laughs) Validation
1: sorry i've been talking at you for a really really long time oh no no worries um i i get a microphone in my hand and my brain kind of goes numb well that's why i play instruments and i dance i don't have to talk that way (laughs) that's a fair enough
0: point i mean yeah i play roller derby i don't have to talk very well i have to talk but not it's about what's going on at the moment (laughs) kind right. <laughs> of just reporting on exactly what you see see and speak but i don't know i i really i like and i like the titanic community because it's so vast and broad and the majority of the people are really
1: really nice you get those couple people that are mm. yeah yeah um yeah most everybody that i've spoken to has been awesome it's just mm-hmm. there's always that one rotten egg yeah probably aging myself with that uh metaphor but yeah there's really <laughs> well it's, it's i don't know i don't hear it much anymore well i guess Well I'm not like... around here anyway I don't know. huh
0: you're right i haven't <laughs> said that in a long time
1: <laughs> see yeah, but i knew but, what uh... it meant <laughs> I'm going to have to send you a copy of, I was in the newspaper for oh. that model that my dad and I built. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to send you a copy of that. Definitely. I was, okay. Here's a good example of uh, me not knowing what to say and just going, hee, all the time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the model was on display at our local library twice. Uh, once right after we built it, and I was in the paper the first time. Then uh, another time, years later, I was in the paper. Again, yeah, I think when the movie came out in
2: 97.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so the library had us bring it back, put it on display. And they even called in the local news. So I had to go give an interview. I'm like 17 at the time, terrified of this camera in front of me. And so the, the, the guy does nothing but crack jokes at me. And keeps me laughing and then then the actual interview bits he cut out he just made it to where i laughed the whole time <laughs> <laughs> like you dick
0: <laughs> so, so how did you build this titanic model <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, fascinating and what kind of <laughs> material did you use <laughs> what exactly <the> hell? <laughs> is this like this sounds like weird pop art sketch comedy
1: I know it's it was uh, my cousin saw it and he's like yeah I saw your dumb ass interview <laughs> <laughs> what so I, I finally got to uh, see it I'm like oh my god you motherfucker <laughs> that's insanity what
0: the? like listen I get it if the person gives like if you are interviewing someone and you ask them a question and, and all they did was ignore you and make a sound it's like okay yeah. well that's all you're giving me so I'm gonna air it exactly as is screw you but if someone gives you an answer while you're doing the interview and you cut back to the pre-interview questions, that's a different show. Yeah, that's a different
1: conversation. I I I almost wonder if maybe he didn't want the assignment, so he just like cuz you know, he kept cracking jokes so I would like to make me laugh and mm-hmm. got it all on tape. So this had to be premeditated. That's just so weird. Because that's
0: not abnormal though. Like if you're gonna interview someone and they're super nervous, or if you're like talking to someone and you're gonna and they're pretty nervous, you might do stuff like that where you make jokes or whatever, or do something just to be like, hey man, it's cool, chill out. That's not an abnormal process. What is abnormal is to then use their responses to those (laughs) to those icebreakers as the answers to the interview question. I can't get over this, this is insane. I'm gonna yeah, re—I'm gonna edit this interview so that I'm just gonna find an ISO clip of you laughing, and it's just gonna me. <laughs> it's just that. Oh crap!
1: I just gave you more. Um.
0: <laughs> no, that's too much work. I'm not gonna do that. But also, what a weird fucking thing to do. I know. That's crap. a choice. <laughs> that is a choice. Damn. <sighs> See, this is why I don't go back and listen to stuff that I was in. That way, if they make me look like a jerk, I have no clue. (laughs) Uh. Hmm.
1: That's exhausting. (laughs) Oh, and I also, this might have made it worse. Um, I had this, uh, yeah, I live in Ohio. Mm Mm-hmm. Cedar Point's in Ohio. I used to go to Cedar Point every year. I've never been. Oh, it's awesome. But uh, my my favorite roller coaster is the Raptor. Mm-hmm. And I had this t-shirt that I had picked up there. It said, I survived the Raptor. But mm-hmm. I survived oh, yeah, is yeah. at the top of it, really big. And I happened <laughs> to be wearing that t-shirt. And they cut off the bottom, so it just said, I survived. And I'm just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> So it many. Was- it was ridiculous many errors
0: so many so many so many oh i have a cutoff t-shirt story so i had to go get passport photos taken and you know i was wearing a a white t-shirt no big deal had a slogan on it and i got the photos taken and i I was going out of the country it's not like i was just renewing my passport for funsies this was something i needed to actually do and I get the photos back and I realized that this t-shirt was not the right t-shirt to uh, use because it cut off everything except for the first word. And I'm going to tell you what the slogan was. It was blow kisses, not Coke. Oh, so gosh. the first thing was just blow in all capital letters. <laughs> oh no. It was pretty fucking great. So yeah, I immediately went back to CVS and like a plain black t-shirt it was like this I cannot stand.
1: <laughs> oh my. I feel yeah,
0: like I tried that's... to save that, but I, I I think it got lost in one of my moves. Uh, okay, that, that would
1: have been something to see. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Oh, <sighs> my there should be a rule that you can't wear like slogan T-shirts for interviews or passports,
0: unless it all fits up on the very very top.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, if exactly. it if it destroys the context, do not wear it. Yeah, not really a written rule, but you know. It's more of a smart rule. <laughs> uh, I should probably have
0: followed. <sighs> the stupidest part was that CVS was in walking distance to my house. It's not as though I got there. I was like, oh no, this is what I'm wearing. It was like, I literally could have gone any day, anytime. No rush. Right. Stupid. Oops. Yeah, literal, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Ugh productions so i recently bought have you seen the um julian fellows miniseries titanic the four-part thing
1: uh not yet it's on my list
0: yeah i haven't seen it and i'm planning on watching it i hear it's not great but i've also i've seen have you seen downton Abbey? Mm -mm, No. okay I, i i haven't watched the whole thing but i've seen I watched a few seasons of it, so it's like, I know what this man is about. He is about melodrama and beautiful sets and really, really intense dramatic scores. It's just high class soap operas. like no. I know exactly what it's supposed to be, but I'm kind of like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I think I can figure out who the villain of the show is based on the cover alone. There's like one guy who looks a little sinister and everyone else has these wide-eyed looks. <laughs> I think yeah maybe, so everyone maybe here maybe the iceberg I'm, uh, true i'm showing her the cover <laughs> here i'm trying to it's like most people have these kind of like normal wide-eyed expressions and there's this one oh, yeah. guy who's giving everyone's looking head-on to the camera or their chin's tilted down but he's giving like a slight up chin tilt so he's looking down his nose at you a little bit like mm. right
1: i, <laughs> I have no idea who that is but i'm, I'm gonna find out i suppose <laughs> um so is that the one from what was it like 2012 or something
0: I think so. Let me see here. And will probably say some time on the back. Marks the 100th anniversary, so yeah.
1: Okay. See, there's uh another one is two part. It came out on the... in the 96 96- in 96, right? Uh maybe I'm getting mixed up. The Catherine Zeta Jones one. Yeah. See, I need to watch both of them. I tried to watch Blood and Steel and I haven't seen that either you know everyone loves it or seems to love it I just couldn't I couldn't stay with it like I, I would get mostly through the first episode I'm like okay well I'd rather watch a documentary <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one either
0: I'm googling very loudly uh, <laughs> have I seen that Mm. No, I don't recognize anybody. I also haven't seen the It Is 96, the Catherine Zeta-Jones one. I haven't seen that. And I also haven't yet seen this miniseries. So I haven't seen any of the miniseries. as is, is
1: Is. Now is the 2012. Is that the one that uh, Tim Curry was in? That was the 96 one. I that just was 96. Looked that up. Okay. Yeah, the okay. 96
0: one had Catherine Zeta-Jones, Peter Gallagher, Tim Curry, George C. Scott, Felicity Waterman, Barry Pepper. That's just everyone I'm reading up here okay eve marie saint i don't know who that is
1: i think um, there's one of them on uh streaming free on tubi currently i don't remember I don't which one tubi.
0: it's free oh totally I free yeah yeah um i know you have to deal with ads it doesn't say about about um the 96 one the 20 the titanic blood and steel is on prime video let me see Twenty twelve Titanic. It might tell me. Um I think this is the same one it doesn't say. It says it's on on voodoo, but maybe it's just not listing to because it's not a registered service. I have no idea.
1: There's something else awesome on Prime Video. What's that? So well my dad was uh <laughs> he was an extra in a movie back in the sixties. And he told me this. Yeah, it's streaming on, on Prime.
0: What or it's like it?
1: uh, it's called Spring Night, Summer Night. I've never watched the whole thing, and I probably <sighs> never will because I know the the basic story, and it's pretty gross. But yeah, oh. um, I, you know, I always just whenever I do load it up, I'll just fast forward to you, where my dad is and my uncle, my uncle Gib. He sings in it. Nice. In roughly the same, like it's all the same bar scene. So.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Disappointing that
1: it's in a movie where you're like, Meh. <laughs> yeah. What's it,
0: about? What's it called? Springtime.
1: Uh, spring night. Summer night. I'm gonna look. Oh, it's like these. I can't spell. It's like these half siblings that end up falling <laughs> in love. And- <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jessica, the eldest daughter of a coal miner turned farmer, has a fling with her half brother Carl, which complicates things more when she becomes pregnant. Yeah, you're exactly. right. I don't need to see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can just you can just give me the uh, you can just ISO that clip of your dad and your uncle and send that to me. I'll be good. <laughs> okay. Well, can you see this? I'm, yeah, I don't need to see that. Yeah, that's you from me that. The, yeah, it's in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. You so me that. <laughs> that's but, uh, hysterical. Uh, I would. I don't know <laughs> if that would be my biggest secret or my proudest fact. If I were in a movie like that, I'd be like, guys, I was in a movie that
1: was this insane. <laughs> well, he wasn't in the whole thing. Thankfully, it was just you know, it was more or less like a bunch of my family and family friends getting together in a bar to record, like. Why from what I, I understand weird? anyway
0: Huh? oh no 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 I totally understand being the band in a movie that's uh-huh. cool and that has nothing to do with the film but I'm literally just like I'm I'm still back on the premise we greenlit that? I... what? oh so many questions <laughs> when this came out in like 67 this is not riding that weird high of step sibling porn that's coming out lately which is very dumb right and I don't get it <laughs> that's nah, uh hey i am <sighs> yeah i'm so glad i, I looked that up <laughs> the only thing i know about the movie is its title its tagline and that your dad was in it and i feel like that's all i need to know about it
1: <laughs> I, I will send you some stills please that's the funniest <laughs> what the
0: fuck it's things like that that remind me i thought i still to this day kind of think that the premise of um would I imagine James Cameron bursting into a film meeting and slapping a photo of Titanic in front of exec and going Romeo and Juliet on that. I still think that that's insane. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how I pitched the movie. I don't necessarily think he burst through some double doors and slapped a Polaroid on a table. That's just like how I want to envision it. But I like I your version. Sweet. <laughs> it seems character appropriate too, but also it's like, okay. Um, I thought that was absurd, and then I read about how a whole ass movie in 1967 was made based on the entire premise of Half Incest, and I realized that premise was not so weird coming from a man who's already made films. I'm like, alright, I still don't like him, but that story became slightly less crazy.
1: (laughs) Hi, Oakley. There's a cat! There's a cat. There's a cat.
0: I want... A cat, but I, th- I think Leto would love a cat. I think he would get along with a cat better than with a dog. However, everyone in my family is allergic and sad.
1: Yeah, I used to uh, break out really bad just petting a cat, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: now it's only if she decides I need a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. No, my dad is like,
0: same house as a cat, sneeze, sneeze, sneeze all the time. Uh, okay yeah and i I, and my mom is a little less allergic but like she is still allergic and my brother is not as allergic but also still it's like all right all three of you are allergic and i'm very close with my family so i want you to come visit and i come visit you so no cat for now one day one day i'll have a cat i want one (laughs) of those kind of cats the cat that's gonna come over and like i want a cat that's a dog yeah you gotta let the cat pick you Uh, i know because i have a dog that's a cat so next time i want to I want to try to see. see if I can get it the other way around.
1: <laughs> she she is very much a brat. She's trying to figure out how to stomp all over my tablet that's sitting in my lap. Oh. She she likes to do that while I'm actively drawing on it too. Do you? Does she? Nope. Do you
0: um, have cat games on your iPad for your cat? Uh, I tried that. She She didn't want
1: anything to do with them. Oh, she um, wants to just mess with you. Right. <laughs> right. I. I. What. It, Did I I coined a term for that? Oh yeah, Schrodinger's Stockholms. (laughs) That's so complicated.
0: I think by head splitting (laughs) too. Well, but it makes sense,
1: right? Yeah, it's yeah. Definitely a cat. Definitely alive. But is she going to be abusive or not? Who's to say? Oakley is she definitely is if I pat her wrong she uh clamps down on my arm with her teeth and just like looks at me like try me
0: leto is I call him leto underfoot because he's usually underfoot but he's also like keep your distance so earlier he went to his bed and then for some reason he came over and he likes to do this thing where he curls around the like wheels of my desk chair which is just the dumbest place to be curled around because right. I move a lot and even if I just rotate, if you move an inch, he, he is not one of those dogs that's like chill. If you move something that's touching him, he's like, Whoa! what's <laughs> happening? Why'd you do that? What's wrong with you? And then he looks at you, super betrayed, like, can't believe you. And just wanders away to his bed and curls up in a little fucking donut. <laughs> um, yep. Is he, is he scared of his own farts? He doesn't fart very much so no. I will say all in all he's a <laughs> Neither does Princess our family dogs. We have they do they do fart, trust me, you can smell it, but right. it's not really audible. So thankfully no, but it would be funny. Uh
1: we had this dog when I was growing up, Boomer. He mm-hmm. uh ironically enough, he was he was the most gunshy dog we ever had. Like, <laughs> you snap your fingers and he was terrified. Aww. Um <laughs> He was a sweet thing. He was a what poodle and pomeranian and like (laughs) beagle or something. Like it was, it was crazy. It was a a crazy combination. He was adorable. He looked like Benji. So Um, cute. But uh, yeah, he we always knew when he had gas because like we couldn't hear it, but I assume he could, Mm -hmm. and so he would just he'd be laying chilling out. And then all of a sudden, he'd take off running with his tail tucked. There so... oh. <laughs> he <it> goes. <laughs> he was terrified of his own farts.
0: Princess, our family's dog. You can I can identify what she's doing based on how she sounds. Like she does this thing where she'll she'll lay in the sun. So she's got a pretty long coat. She's like part Samoyed. Um, oh. She'll sunbathe for she's so cute. She'll sunbathe for a while, and then when she's done, what she does is she'll stand up. She'll make that sound as she stretches, and then she'll stand all the way up again, shake a few times, so you hear the collar go, and then she'll sneeze a few times and go, and then she'll come around and ask to be let in. So it's like I don't even need to see you; I just hear all that kerfuffle going on behind me, and I'm like, time to open the door.
1: <laughs> it's funny; like we we definitely learn our language, um, mm-hmm. boomer. Well, we had a little toy poodle at the time too, named Peppy, and like they had this pattern that if somebody would show up, we we didn't even have to hear the knock on the door, mm-hmm. but the way they would bark together, it was like this very specific song they would sing if somebody showed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's
0: yeah, no, It's like in the same way that you recognize that, I it's like I recognize Princess's startup sequence. I hear it. She's getting up. <laughs> In a certain ways, yeah, Leida's a little quieter, but he, he has the slipperiest feet I've ever encountered <laughs> on a dog. I don't understand it. It's been like this the whole time I've known him. I have absolutely no, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just like, un, you know, dogs normally kind of slip and slide a little on a hardwood floor. He'll slip and slide right. on things that you shouldn't be sliding on. It's <laughs> hysterical, like on the deck outside. I don't know if it's just because he hasn't figured out his balance, but yeah, like it, it's like, he's got a layer of Crisco on his feet at all times. I, oh. I don't understand. It's very funny. <laughs> Oops.
2: Dogs, um,
1: dogs are great. They are. Apollo thinks I'm his towel. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, he has a, a little kiddie pool set up outside. Oh, nice. And, uh, he loves going swimming or swimmin's. Uh, it's it's adorable, uh, it's a He's thing. But uh, <laughs> but um, like he'll he'll jump in, get soaked, shake it off. But then he'll look around for me. Yeah. see When he spots me, he just come, like makes a beeline right right for me and starts wiping his face off on my clothes. I'm like, dude. It's like, hey, mom. You like
0: Titanic? Let me get you wet. <laughs> right. Give you the experience.
1: Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> You know, uh, the deleted scenes from uh, Cameron's movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a deleted scene called Release the Hounds. You can actually see an Airedale.
0: Yeah, yeah, because someone opens the kennels and all the dogs go whoosh. Mm-hmm. Which, I have to uh, say, would
1: be a fun scene to film. Right. uh um, like your job is just release the dogs! Well, from what I understand, it actually happened. Uh, they believe it was Astor that did it. Yeah, somebody was like, let's give him a chance. Yeah. Everyone else
0: has one. Well, at a certain point, everyone else had one.
1: Right. But at least they weren't cooped up in a kennel when it all happened. You know, they
0: had,
1: they got to stretch their legs last time. But, um. Everyone got
0: one last swim test. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad joke. Uh, Yeah. Well. um, I know. Yeah. There, I think that's you know I talk about this on every episode but like part of what attracts people time after time after time is just the emotional impact I think throughout the years that the story is made absolutely in all its ways
1: it's like amazing. that the that poem I shared with you that mm-hmm. uh, that man was alive when it happened he wasn't on it but mm-hmm. he was alive when it happened and you can you can feel the emotion coming from it you mm-hmm. know and he may not have even known anyone aboard but mm-hmm. he still was affected enough to write that poem and that still kind of stands to this day like it just yeah i mean
0: you're painting yeah you paint the titanic and people write new books and people yeah. are always making i mean we're talking about these mini there was
1: three of them this is true and how many movies have been, actually been many, made Like right, documentaries it's always
0: yeah the titanic press is always going even even now and i i i appreciate that it's one of those ways that you keep the voices from dying
1: yeah that is very true Um,
0: well i have kept you for a while because we were also talking (laughs) beforehand we have we have other things to talk about too we should talk about getting we should do a lifeboat collab that, fun. that are yeah we'll talk about that we'll do some stuff i love working with other people because that's the other thing this is oh, shit. time to connect and stuff sorry i think leto is giving me the hint that it's time to go because every time i move you can hear him
1: <laughs> what the hell god yeah uh we'll definitely get some collaborations yeah. going like First, thank uh, you for
0: being one of the people that actually responded to my initial post and for keeping it. T- it's been amazing getting to like know you and actually like make you a friend. I am really glad.
1: Same. Um, yeah, I, I knew I wasn't really podcast material because I never know what to say, but it sounded <laughs> yeah. fun. So It was it sounded fun. fun. I mean, also, <laughs> whatever.
0: I thought it was fun and I think you did great. You did great. Don't Don't be hard on yourself like that.
1: oh i do want to give a shout out uh to william you know who you are he's the one that um i'm gonna find you (laughs) william (laughs) he's the one that's sending me that painting
0: never mind i don't do that
1: (laughs) yeah he uh i don't know it's just really sweet uh -hmm. backstory is yeah nobody knows who this is going to be. So I helped him get in touch with some people to get a, uh, purple heart plaque to a boy who saved his sister from a German shepherd attack.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, the boy wears his scars proudly. It's a very sweet story. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, he checks in on me every now and then and it's very sweet. And, uh, he's been looking for a home for this Titanic painting that he got for his mother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we somehow got on the subject of the Titanic yesterday mm-hmm. and he decided that I was the right home for this painting. Oh, that's it's, incredible. It's huge too. Like oh, I, I, okay. I plan on redoing my room and, and like turning it into like a crafting, sewing kind of space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I've got to get beautiful. on the ball because I need wall space. Yeah. This that painting, painting is I need to move I need
0: to move, not because I hate my apartment, but just because I'm like, I need space. I currently am right. storing this Lego Titanic in three separate places because I don't have space. Oh my for it gosh. Well. Oh Where is it gosh. gonna go? It's too tall to fit on any of the shelves that I have. And like yours, it's four feet long. It's just listen, when you don't have space, you don't have space and you just fucking deal, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you complain about it to people on the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this this painting is about it is four feet long. I think he said uh-huh. forty two inches or forty one yeah that's that's an incredible size it is um
0: i have a painting not a painting it's a poster behind me and i think it's like 32 inches and it's pretty big
1: uh
0: average poster size is 24 by 36 this is a very odd size
1: okay i got it
0: from some artist on redbubble so it's a very weird size i had to like cut it down to fit whoever you are this person you need to redo your sizing parameters because it is definitely not (laughs) traditionally sized the frame was way too much even though it was cheap just because it was a weird freaking size but yeah it was all that to say it's like I think for some reason it's 32 inches and I don't know why but it's like it's 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 reasonably big and that's not four feet long right (laughs) well Erica (laughs) thank you so much for coming on I think you did great (laughs) thank you it was fun good I want to thank Erica again so much for coming on the um, the show. The unfortunate part about this being a podcast is that it is not the best place for visual media, and I really encourage you to check out her art. Um, you can find her in her Facebook group, Draw Titanic. Um, I'm going to have all these linked in the episode description, but that is facebook.com I believe that's draw Titanic. You can also find her on her YouTube channel, which I will once again, link to in the description box below. That is Titanic queen of the Atlantic. Um, and you can also find her on her Etsy shop. That is Etsy.com slash sop, sop Etsy.com slash shop slash maritime musings. That is Etsy.com slash shop slash maritime musings shop now. Ah, feels like the only way I was going to get through that was going into my <laughs> commercial voice because we are struggling tonight. Thank you again, Erica. And if you want to get in touch with the show, please be sure to do so at Talkline at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. Do all that good stuff. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Titanic Talkline was created and produced by me, Alexia. Be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at Titanic Talkline on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is all one word. Titanic Talkline, T I T A N I C T A L K L I N E. If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at Titanic Talkline, again, all one word, at gmail.com. That's Titanic Talkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!